0: Welcome back to Spark. I'm your host Jacob McKinnis. Today we are doing our first Sopo roundtable discussion. Uh, so with me is the Sopo exec team, and we're gonna talk. We're gonna introduce ourselves. We're gonna talk about the presidential election and some Halloween related activities and movies. So uh, anybody wanna start first? David, maybe. Uh, what am I starting with? Um, introducing yourself. <laughs> uh,
1: seems, seems a good place to start. Uh, all right, I'm David. I'm a junior. <laughs> I'm a poli science history major here at UW. Um, I'm involved with Biopepeda Historical Honor Society, um, the Political Science Student Association, and the Pre-Law Society, as well as SOPO. Um, and I guess I'm also kind of the guy behind the, uh, the production here. I'm the one that's going to be editing this later. So if I do an awful job, please let me know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, hi, um, I'm, I'm Anne. Ann. And I'm a student here at Madison. Any more,
3: honey? That's, that's, All right. that's it. My name's Mia. I'm a sophomore at UW. I'm a journalism and poli major. Um, I don't feel the need to list my extracurricular activities. However, my favorite colors are purple and yellow. I hope you're having a great day. <laughs> Talk to you later.
4: <laughs> uh, my name is Albiona. I'm a junior here at UW-Madison. I'm majoring in biology with certificates in German and BioCorps, and I'm really excited to be here. My name's
5: Reagan. I'm a sophomore majoring in political science and communications. My hobbies include live tweeting The Bachelor and watching The Office.
0: Great. Uh, this is Jacob again. Uh, now we'll uh, transition into some discussions about uh, Presidential election. Um, I don't know. Did anybody watch the Democratic debate? Was that last week already, mm-hmm. or only? I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was only last week. Any Any thoughts on it? Any takeaways?
5: They only talked about Trump for the first nineteen minutes of it. So. I was yeah. That
0: was you know, and, and some people, I think, were kind of <laughs> bereft that they they only talked, or that they started out with the Trump question. But I think it was good because it allowed. It allowed them to get it out of the way, so they weren't sitting on it.
5: Did they really get it out of the way, though?
3: Well,
0: but for but for the I think for the debate as a whole, it'll it opened them up a little bit more for the rest of the debate.
3: Um, I personally didn't watch the debate because I was very sick at the time. However, I've heard a lot of like sound bites from it, and it's been really interesting seeing how the candidates have taken on. Um, differentiating themselves when they all, not basically the same platform, but relatively like a similar platform, especially in terms of like Medicare for all. I'm interested to see who drops out next because I feel like it's been, it's been a long time since we've lost anybody and it might be time to lose some people just to make it easier. I feel like we're going to get to like caucus time and it's going to be like, okay, there's 10 people here. Yeah. We're chilling.
0: <laughs> and I think... I, I, I thought maybe I saw something about Cory Booker yeah. doing a thing where he said if he didn't raise X amount of money by X day, he was going to drop out. Mm-hmm. And I think Julian Castro just did that as well. He said, like, if I don't raise $800,000 before the mm-hmm. end of the month, I think my it's time for my candidacy to end or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I was... Really Going into the beta, debate, I was really interested to see how different it would be now that I think a lot of the other candidates view Elizabeth Warren as a much bigger a target. target. Yeah. And you could tell. I mean, her and Pete Buttigieg and her and uh, Amy Klobuchar had some good back and forth. Yeah. Um, that was definitely very interesting.
3: Pete was really aggressive this time around. Pete, who was very aggressive this time.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he really uh, he really took a big stake in, in asserting himself. Yeah. And also asserting his uh, his his stance on Medicare for all. Who won it, I should say.
4: Yeah.
0: Any stars?
4: I, I personally did not watch the debate so because I had all these exams coming up so but I would I like hearing more about it so if you guys can catch me up honestly
1: yeah honestly should we just do like a, a recap of the debate from everyone that watched it just so yeah. everyone else can kind of get filled in
0: yeah I mean it was uh, let's see you watched it Dave? no I did not ah. Exam- and watched it <laughs> I.
5: <coughs> I, I fell asleep watching it, so I okay. watched, like, half of it.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, I believe Elizabeth Warren spoke the most, mm-hmm. which is to be expected because she got attacked the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: I think she had, like, 22 minutes. I saw there yeah. was, like, a chart posted. Yep. I think it was, like, Elizabeth Warren, then Biden. I don't remember after that. I think mm-hmm. P.
0: It might have been. It might have been. I didn't
5: realize how um, much of, like, a
3: frontrunner he was until this time around. I don't know. I feel like... He he gets, he's been getting a lot of clout, at least from what I can see lately, more so than I expected him to get. I always have seen him as more of like a vice president type of mm. candidate, but it seems like he is pulling a lot of weight recently.
2: My, like, overview of it was I thought, yes, Warren was seen as the front runner, even, even though Biden yeah. is still pulling ahead of her, but slightly now that gap is closing. Mm-hmm. And then Klobuchar and Pete clearly were making this debate their moment because I know at least Klobuchar hasn't qualified for the November debates yet and I don't know about Pete. Um, And I think it worked for them. I thought these were better debates for them. They're definitely getting more attention. I don't know if it's enough or not. I kind of would doubt it. I still don't think Pete is like gonna, you know, cinch the nomination, but I do think he got his message out more. Biden still seemed pretty weak and shaky on issues, and Bernie kind of just let Warren take all the attacks on these progressive issues, but also, given his recent heart attack, he looked quite strong, which was interesting, and... It, that issue that was barely touched on, and yeah, that's my take on the debate. Yeah, I I definitely. Thanks, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I I like what you said about um, Buttigieg and Klobuchar really uh, grasping at straws, if you will. I think O'Rourke was doing the same thing, but I don't think it worked out as yeah, well. Yeah, because I mm.
2: forgot about him.
0: So. Yeah, mm. yeah. I we were I was at the an event where they had live tweets from professors on campus Mm. and they... Mm. Professors on campus and anybody else who uses the hashtag, and so many people tweeted, like, hashtag forgot Beto was even here or something, you know. (laughs) He didn't speak in Spanish. How could we remember he
5: was there? That's (laughs) true. He
0: didn't speak in Spanish. Uh, Yeah.
2: Also, what was exciting in this debate, it was the first debate where they brought up Women's reproductive rights. That's Exciting. So cool. Kamala wow. first kind of did a. What's it called? Redirect. Yes, a redirect. Um, and like to, I forgot what the original question was, and then talked about reproductive rights, but then a later question was specifically about that. But I do think it's a little sad that it took like six debates for mm-hmm. that to be brought up. Interesting. Yeah. Also, the most irritating part of the debate was the last question about the Ellen DeGeneres and George Bush yeah. thing. Like, they didn't talk about voting rights in this debate. They didn't talk about tons of issues, but they decided to talk about like good friendships. So I thought that was so. What, what exactly was that? The question was like, do you know about the Ellen DeGeneres George Bush thing? It was basically this picture came out of those two at a some sports game. That was Cowboys right? game, I think. Sure, and. Every, people on Twitter were like, oh, we need more of this. And then Ellen was like, you got to, like, we can talk with people we disagree with and have these friendships, like love, kindness. And then basically the last question was, so with all of that happening, tell us about a friendship that would, that you have that would surprise us. No. And it was and awful.
0: And, like, and uh, like three or four people said, John McCain. Yeah, obviously. And then I forget I forget who it was that said Rand Paul.
2: Yeah, I
4: forget. But that
0: one surprised me, like.
4: But regardless, this shouldn't be in a like Democratic debate. You know, like that's not something that should be talked about. Well, there were so So many other issues. Exactly. You know, and like there's so many like you said important issues, and if they weren't brought up, then I think that's kind of like, that's disappointing Mm because you're not watching to like get information. You're watching to see how their like personality is. You know not to see what their actual views are on, like, political topics. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting. I was listening
3: to Pod Save America this morning, and they talked about how they thought a good, like, final question would be how the candidates would deal with um, uniting the nation if they were to, like, beat Trump. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, like, a good, that's mm-hmm. a question that I want to hear because yes. I feel like we're focusing on all these issues that they all basically agree on. Like, mm-hmm vary in like small differing ways. But it's like I wanna know how you're gonna win and how you're gonna get people that aren't watching these debates to feel like you represent them as a as a presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's something that we haven't heard from any of them in terms of like how they'll reach across the aisle to get other voters.
1: Yeah, it was such a politically divisive time and in American history and especially American politics. It's just how how can we possibly be concerned about people's friendships? when there're serious political issues going on there, there people don't talk to each other in on campus people don't talk to each other in clubs uh, people don't talk to each other across the aisle there's very little cooperation in the Senate and the House how could well, I I suppose the question is kind of like a very easy way to address
0: this but yeah I was going to say maybe that was just the point
1: yeah uh, like like a layup but I yeah. I, I don't I don't want to hear about individual friendships I want to hear about systemic mm-hmm. policies that are going to encourage cooperation with with People with different ideas, mm-hmm. not about Ellen DeGeneres and
0: George. Bush. George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'd like to t- talk maybe a little bit more about the general election right now, because I think that you know, I think there's still a solid chance that Donald Trump gets reelected. You know, I I look at the more than solid. Yeah, well, I, yeah, and I look at the 538 poll right now, and he's got a 41.5% approval rating, which oh my God. Is, is, you know, I don't, I don't even know if I can say it's surprising anymore for everything that has happened, you know, and, but do, do you all think that there are only a couple candidates that could beat Donald Trump? Or do you think it's any democrat
5: i genuinely i genuinely do not think that somebody as radical as warren or um bernie could beat trump because i mean there's still a lot of a middle lot of middle america and like wisconsin like i just don't think not all americans have in their mind that they're ready for that dramatic of a change in political policy like I think it's too big of a jump for some people to want to take right away.
0: I agree with that. I I, I think, I think that in a general election, it would be tough because you, oh, and you'd have such, such extremes. I think you would have a large, block of the voting population voting third party or independent, that would really. I think it would only help President Trump's face. Help him
3: same vein. I feel like I remember too last year coming off of that whole blue wave thing where we were supposed to be like, "Oh my god, there's going to be like so many Democrats elected and like granted like the house was flipped." However, in the way that people were like perceiving all this like backlash against Trump for like all these things that he had said, I really don't think there was that much of a radical change in national dialogue for me to feel like anything would be different this time around like the Senate was still maintained. They gained seats. I just don't... I personally don't envision a future in which Donald Trump doesn't get reelected. elected currently. Um, I think it's possible, but it's not something that I actively can, like, see happening. Hmm.
4: So then do you guys think that, like, down the line, kind of tying back to one of our discussions that we had, like the weekly ones, do you think that he'll eventually get... So, like, let's say he's... Um, re-elected, do you think he'll eventually get impeached then?
0: Well, it depends on what what this election is like, because I think that if Republicans hold on to the Senate, there's no way that he gets impeached. Although, and and this, this election is a little different because last election a lot of the... There was a lot of Democrats in vulnerable Senate seats, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of flipped. Yep. There's a lot of Republicans in vulnerable Senate seats. Mm-hmm. So it depends on how that all shakes out. But I, I I, think I really can't envision a possibility where the Senate would actually impeach him.
5: I see a possibility of the Senate becoming blue again just because you know after a president has its term a lot of the times what happens is the House and Senate flip to whatever color the president's not just because you know the whole party system thing. So I think in that situation if Trump does continue to do something again that could bring up the possibility of impeachment Mm. then it could be a potential issue but for the time being when the Senate's held majority Republican.
0: And, and I, and personally, I like to think that he might not get reelected. Um, I think that, I mean, you know, and it's, it's so interesting because it, it like, I don't know if it was this time or maybe September for the 2016 election, uh, president Trump was polling lower than Andrew Yang was, polling or is co- polling currently at this point in the election, and, not like, I think they're, I see a similarity in their campaign, just like full dark horse independent, uh, but obviously it's radically different, and and I, I'm I would just I'm curious as to why MSNBC keeps snubbing. It. You know, because they put out, like, the campaign figures. And they'll go, like, the top three. They'll skip Andrew Yang, and then they'll go to, like, the fifth and the sixth. Mm. Which I, I don't really know why they're doing that. Because they saw, for the third quarter, his, his fundraising growth was up, like, 257%. And he raised $10 million, I think. And on the graphic, they had Biden, Warren... And maybe, I don't know if it was Buttigieg, was number three, but then they skipped him and went to Booker, who was at like six million plus or whatever. And I, I, I just don't know why the media isn't, I don't know if it's paying him his due diligence or what that might be.
1: I feel like that has to do with name recognition. Like, end of the day, they're still trying to pander to the people that are going to watch MSNBC. And I feel like MSNBC in particular is kind of trumped up. Uh, Biden and, and Booker and Warren as the next great challengers to Trump for yeah. a couple years. Now. Booker for sure. Booker for sure. Uh, I feel like Andrew Yang just kind of uh, I don't know, his policies don't necessarily scream um, democratic and, and, or as democratic as per- perhaps others do. Um, I don't know, he also just kind of lacks like the name.
0: The, He's
5: just sort of out yeah. of place compared to the rest of the candidates. Like there's everybody else and then there's him.
0: Which is, which is what I think, he, which is why I correlate his campaign to Donald Trump's. Because obviously he's the true outsider. I don't think he's ever held an elected office. Ever. Um, yeah, and, and it's interesting that the UBI system was actually, I don't know if it was conceived by Milton Friedman. You know, very famous economist who is kind of championed by the right. Which is interesting because you hear people talk about UBI as like an Uber socialist idea when really it, it isn't, but Yay game
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, now we're gonna transition to some Halloween related topics, if you will. Albiona left us to go take an exam. Good luck to her. Uh, I think we start with our favorite Halloween movies. It doesn't have to... Let's broaden it so it doesn't have to take place like on the night of Halloween. But maybe broaden it to like favorite horror slasher scary movies. Anne and I were talking uh, earlier about how... We were talking about Scream. And I was talking about how you know it's it's a scary movie, and I think people don't. I don't know if I don't know if I want to say they don't respect it very much anymore because of Scary Movie. I, I watched it a couple days ago, and I couldn't take it seriously because I just had the the parody going in my head the entire time. Uh, but one of my favorite movies to watch around, or movies I'll make it plural, to walk, watch around Halloween are Silence of the Lambs. And Disturbia. Both ten out of ten recommend.
1: Very dark, I like it. Uh, I'm it's gonna go work. with it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. That was just a classic <laughs> going on. Uh, I mean it's really really hard to go wrong. Uh, so do you guys think that like all scary movies qualify as like Halloween movies?
0: No. No. No, no. no. <laughs> no. But the, I, I I don't th- I think they qualify as spooky season movies. Kinda, it, it kind of gets me in the gets me in the mood for Halloween. Okay.
5: <laughs> Coraline is definitely a Halloween movie and I know you guys don't agree with me. Okay. I agree it okay. just okay. Was Jacob working. doesn't agree.
0: Sure okay. I don't agree yeah. First
5: of all, if you can get through that movie without like not having to close your eyes when they're like putting buttons as your eyes, there's something wrong with you. Second of all, the dad is wearing a Michigan State shirt the entire time, oh, yeah, which in itself should qualify it as a scary movie. Oh. Third of all, it's just whack. I'm pretty sure it's based off some Shakespeare I thought this play. was your favorite. I mean, it's my favorite movie, but it's just whack.
0: It's your favorite movie or favorite Halloween movie? Halloween movie, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> that, that's film. a different
5: story, but um, it's just, it's whack, which is why it's so good. And I mean, like, this may explain why I'm a train wreck, but... <laughs>
0: Do you have any favorite Halloween movies, Mia?
3: Um, yes. I would have to say my favorite Halloween movies are all Disney Channel original movies, including the classic Twitches, the other classic Halloween Town, hmm, yeah. and probably like Harry Potter, but I feel like that's more of a Thanksgiving movie for me. Okay. Um, that's how I feel. <laughs>
0: yeah. I also do like the original Halloween That's always a good one. That's a great one. That is a true... That's a... Through and through Halloween movie. Uh, Let's transition to costumes. Does uh, anybody care to share what their favorite costume is that they've ever worn? Or maybe... You can't pick one. Maybe top two or three. My top three. Not in any order. But we'll go chronologically. So the... No, like not, not, not in order of my preference oh, okay. yeah, in chronological. Okay. Junior year of high school, I dressed up as Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay. With the glasses, the tights, I even had the slim gyms and we went around for NHS and collected like non, non-perishable food. Was fun right <laughs> and I was Macho Man Randy Savage. It was hilarious. Uh, my sophomore year of high school, I went as Jesus. And I got, like, I think I had seven of my buddies dress up as the disciples. so. Not
3: the right number. Well, okay, it wasn't the them. right number, but <laughs>
0: I, was whatever, I was taking whatever we could get. Uh, and then freshman year of college, I dressed up as the dude from The Big Lebowski, if you're unfamiliar. Never seen that Um well,
1: Such a good costume idea. Such yeah, a good movie. <laughs> great movie. Uh,
0: I had the hair for it and the, the scruffy beard. Unfortunately, no white rushes, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when I was like 13, maybe a little bit younger, I dressed up as Brett Bielma. Uh, yeah. So I, I had the really oversized Wisconsin jacket, like a pillow wrapped around me to get the appropriate uh, weight. Girth? Bielma. Yeah, the appropriate girth. Uh, and I just kind of walked with a confused look on my face all night. <laughs> uh, everyone, everyone liked that. Yeah. Probably the, the best I've ever done collecting candy.
3: Okay, I'll just start. So when I was like three, I was Simba from the Lion oh, King, nice. which I hated because I was like, I don't want to be a boy. But then I was like, I'm a lion. It's fine. And I was so cute. I bet. Next, <laughs> then I was Penny Proud from the Proud Family one year, and then another year I was Doc McStuffins, and I think that was my best work. How old are you? I was literally sixteen. I'm <laughs>
2: So that was, those are my costumes. I just have one. I'm not like super halloween Eve. person. Yeah, it's not my thing. But sophomore year of college, I was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, nice. And, and notorious. I can see it. I think my costume was pretty good, so. You have pictures? I do have pictures. I'll show you after. So Can't wait.
0: <laughs> now we can transition, Dave. Uh, I was getting excited. Yeah. Favorite Halloween candy?
2: Kit Kats. Kit Kats?
0: Yes. I'm a big fan of Almond Joy, personally. Is <laughs> uh, chocolate or dark chocolate? <laughs> well, the mounds, mounds is dark chocolate, and they don't have the almond. So, I'm okay. okay. a purist then. I'm a purist, <laughs> yeah. Does
5: anybody else eat a Kit Kat like Kim Kardashian? No, it's Kourtney Kardashian. Does she eat a Kit eat Kat? It like, like no, like so what anymore? you do is you like, you know how they're like individual wafers yeah, stacked? Yeah, you, like, take them apart layer by layer. So you, like, eat the chocolate off top, kind of like a rabbit would eat a carrot, I guess. Like,
0: so then, okay, like, uh, yeah, wow. No,
5: like, yeah, from the top. Like, like
0: back and forth. Yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: And then you, like, have the layer, the like, the first layer of wafer, and then you, like, peel that off and just eat it as is.
0: That's a grind. That's just, psychopathic, That's a grind. like, That's <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, I should maybe try that. It might reduce my consumption of Kit Kats if it takes that long to eat them.
5: I mean... Yeah,
0: that does work, but it also tastes better
5: that way, in my opinion. I would agree.
0: I'll go get a Kit Kat. I used to do that with the little, uh, like, vanilla chocolate wafers. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the wafer cookies that you would get. So good. I, I, I would split those apart sometimes. Yeah, same concept. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Snickers or Twix, I think. Twix are good. I mean, I, I don't really like candy, but if I have to eat it, I'll eat those too. I,
0: I was a big fan of Butterfingers back in the day.
3: Me too. So that's
2: fair.
0: The only thing is you had to get, like, a chisel to get it out of your teeth. Well, that's
2: though, the thing. Once afterwards. I got braces... A chisel? <laughs>
0: you really had to, like, chip it out.
3: Mm, well, just a good brush, brush and some floss, maybe? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> floss? That's type of M&M's,
2: question mark.
1: This they game. have so many flavors
3: now. There are no such thing as M&M flavors.
2: No, no, no. Like pretzel M&M's, regular M&M's, peanut M&M's. Okay, peanut good. M&Ms. The Nutella yeah, ones that like just
0: green. came out Nutella, are disgusting. They have, they have Nutella M&M's? They're
2: so gross. They just, oh, no.
0: I think my favorite is peanut M&M's.
2: <laughs> I like peanut butter M&M's, not peanut M&M's. The peanut ones are the yellow in the yellow packaging. The peanut mm-hmm. butter are in the red ones. I like those ones, not the peanuts. Pretzel is also the best. That sounds
5: nice. It's a good sweet and salty combination.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm gonna stand on the table for standard M Ms. Like it, it's the perfect sugary snack. Oh, I'd like to change it.
0: The only the only time I ever liked eating caramel M Ms was back cool. in six twenty. Back in Chadbourne, <laughs> we'd heat them up in the microwave for six a little twin. bit. Six twenty. Room six twenty. <laughs> yeah, we just refer to it. How as
3: does
0: everybody say caramel? caramel? Instead of caramel. caramel.
3: I don't say that. I'm just curious. What do
0: you, you say, say caramel?
5: caramel. It's
0: caramel. caramel. What do you say? I say caramel. I say,
5: carmel. I carmel. say yeah, caramel. Caramel.
0: Caramel. The minority. Producer Jen, what do you carmel. say? <laughs> caramel.
1: Caramel. Yeah. <laughs> when you're not from around here, it's okay. No, Thank it's, it's
5: also not a bubbler, so no, it not is not. a bubbler. The no. company that
3: invented uh, it is
0: I, it I called Bubbler. I want the water fountain So anybody, anybody have care to share their this year's? Costume ideas?
2: Blue's clues.
0: Blue's clues. <laughs> Classic.
2: Yeah. It's it's just because I have a shirt like that. Okay. And I'm too lazy to get anything else. What's the guy's name? Steve? Yeah, but my dilemma is I'm going as Blue. The dog. Blue. Blue. But my shirt looks like Steve. So you're not going as blue? I haven't decided. Yet. You're going as Steve. My my shirt—it's like a long shirt. It's like a dress that's those two shades of blue striped.
3: Uh, so you're going as female Steve.
2: It's from Target. Is that your time? What are you saying? Are you, oh. She can't say anything.
3: She's gonna cry. I have I a
2: handy dandy notebook you can
0: borrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm blue. School. Wonderful.
2: Or Steve, haven't decided. You should yet. go with Steve. I think you should go with Steve.
0: Have, a, puppy, have blue. a blue.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm Steve. It's decided.
0: Any other costume ideas?
3: I went as a hippie last year. I'm going as a hippie this year in all the clothes that I already own.
0: Oh, nice.
5: So. I already said I'm going as Viola in male form from She's the Man.
2: Wait. Oh, okay, got
1: it. I don't know, I'm rapidly running out of time here. Um, I know how it's coming up, but I, I haven't thought about it at all. Yeah, uh, Something easy, like maybe, like I don't know, a Greek guy in a toga. Uh,
0: Shout out to our buddy Steve. <laughs> you know, I I was originally going to go as Hannibal Lecter, uh, but I kind of forgot slash didn't order the mask. And I also figured, you know, like...
1: You could always make your own.
0: I could always make my own, but at the same time, would anybody actually talk to me if I had a Hannibal Lecter mask on all night? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> So I I don't know I haven't, I haven't quite decided. My secondary uh, my secondary choice is Pat Bateman from American Psycho. That might not get any better uh looks either with the clear raincoat over with fake blood splattered over it. Mm. Cops might stop me too. Which is, which well, would be good.
3: it's Halloween. It is Halloween. I think, well, never mind. <laughs>
1: I think my bag is just gonna be Sexy Priest. That's always good when go to go <laughs> the, the Hot Priest
2: <laughs> from Fleabag? Yeah. Oh, that's the best show I've seen
0: <clears throat> Anybody planning on going to Freak Fest?
5: No. No. It is overrated.
0: <laughs> I'm not going either. You However, see Alexander
3: Kane is opening for Lil Yachty. Plug. Go see him. No, I don't watch Fleabag. I, I watched Gossip Girl. Go as the Hot Priest. Yes. Okay. I'd recommend that show.
2: So much. Jum- oh, so I wanted to be fatty bags, but I
3: don't have to jump have Seen it like six times. I've
0: jumps. seen all the Gilmore Girls. Believe
3: me. <gasps> <I> don't.
0: <gasps> not the reboot. I
3: don't. Ooh, we don't I talk didn't about the Gilmore Girls. I said. I don't I like, said. Gossip have I you said, been girl. able to watch it? I love like, Gilmore Girls. In Best film? show ever. Me and my. We don't mom talk watch about Gossip, Gossip this Girl. girl. By I never
0: watched
5: it's it. It's. I've never been able to get through it. Like Gossip Girl. I've watched every episode, just like I've had to stagger it because I can't watch it like. I watched seasons one through four, then I had to skip five because no. I just couldn't take it anymore. No. It. No. Then I watched the last episode thank just you. to figure out who gossip girl was. Don't say it. I won't. I thought about it, but I'm not going to spoil it. No, I hate that show.
1: Oh.
5: Gilmore Girls is whack.
0: It's my favorite show. You take that back. <laughs> well, I think that's a wrap. <laughs> First Silpa round table. Uh, a little bit a rectangular table today Uh, (laughs) hopefully we'll get around one in the future but uh, yeah it was a little bit of experimental today Uh, first take we look forward to recording more Uh, pay attention uh, check your feed out and we'll be posting more episodes soon thank you enjoy
4: Yeah.